await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host who is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic today, Joe. How are you doing? Uh, let me tell you something. It's been a day. I've been yeah. in college um, for 13 hours, so I'm glad to be out. It's been a day, but it's been eventful, man. How many How many classes do you have left? Um, weeks, technically five. Okay. But we're getting there. We're getting there, but actually, like... Half of my classes are ending on the 4th of December. Oh, okay. So really more like three more weeks. That's awesome. So yeah, final semester and I'm getting excited. It's just everything's coming down to the wire now. Yeah. So I've been kind of all over the place. But listen, enough about college life. Nobody wants to relive those memories. They're awful. We got a lot to talk about. I kind of like the college life, but that's fine. Did you really? I did. I had a great time. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, how how long did it take you to graduate? Oh, it was I went away for school for four years, so. But then <sighs> after after that, I went straight into and, and got my master's. So it was six straight years. Dang! Look yes. at you. Long road. It's sitting up here. It's all dusty. It's not getting yeah. used. But you know so what? Like, <laughs> so like when when you walk around, do people have to call you Master Kyle? Oh God, I wish. No, they don't. It's... <laughs> Master Kyle, how are you? Kyle, listen, we got a, we got a big show today. Yeah, it might not be a lot on the docket here, but we're gonna talk about a rumored Assassin's Creed Ragnarok potential release. We're gonna talk about Death Stranding leading the Game Awards and why everybody's so upset about it. We're gonna talk about the leaked PlayStation Five controller blueprint. But before we do that. Each and every week, we start the show with what we've been playing. And Kyle, it is yet again, we're in the holiday season. The last major game has struck right beside us, or right in front of us, rather. Yeah. That is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What were your thoughts walking into this game, and how long have you been playing this game for? Oh, man. So I've been juggling it back and forth with Death Stranding, so I can't really put a, a total time on, sure. on Jedi so far. Um, but I, I'm really into it. I am. Yeah. Uh, um, it is that Souls-like, Bloodborne-like, hard-ass gameplay, um, mm-hmm. which is, for me, is, I'm getting used to it. And it's some of it's still a little tedious for me and, and, and bumming me out. Like, I've, I've had to walk away... Filled with rage, like once or twice. Oh, um, already has happened to me as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but but what I hear people who play those games um, yeah. happen to me, like when you finally overcome that, man, I the hype, the 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 positive feelings, the endorphins kick in, and it was, mm-hmm. it's a really cool feeling. The lightsaber sounds cool, the force powers are cool. Oh, um, God, I'm digging Cal. I think the best part of this game so far is BD1. I love BD1. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. the best droid, in, in, in my opinion. In Out my of opinion. all Star Wars? Listen, I am not a huge Star Wars person. He is Jesus my favorite Christ. droid right now, man. Jesus. R2-D2. You're saying he's better than R2. 
In my in my eyes right now, yeah. BD was awesome. such a R three thing to say, dude. I don't know All what right. that means. I don't get that reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I, and the Metrovania parts are, are, are pretty awesome. Um, All right. All right. Uh, it's got its downsides, but I am not I'm not going to hold it to uh, not hold it so much against it. Right. Because of the my experience with Control, right? Control was buggy as well and that's my that's my okay. current game of the year, so, so. So, so walk it back a little bit. Walk it yeah, back yeah, I'm sorry. I, I rambled a little bit. There. What were your thoughts walking into this game? What were your expectations? Oh, yeah. At that, that, is, that is what you asked me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I was expecting a decent Star Wars game mm-hmm. that had the typical respawn polish uh, and yeah. movement and um, some hard-ass gameplay, because that's what I've heard about. Yeah, <laughs> Walking into this game for me, Kyle, listen, it's been a rough going with EA's handling of Star Wars, right? We're going to talk about Amy Henning in, in a bit. It's been rough. We've had our hopes just dashed ever since Star Wars 1313. We've seen really cool concepts but just nothing come to fruition. And the things that have, like, you know, Battlefront 1 and 2, don't live up to the hype, right? They don't live up to what we think a Star Wars game should feel. We reminisce about games like Star Wars, you know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, not Rebel Commando. Republic Commando, there you go. Oh, okay. We're thinking about games like Force Unleashed, right? These amazing Star Wars experiences. And KOTOR. KOTOR 1, KOTOR 2, man, Knights of the Old Republic, so fantastic. Even the MMO is decent. But the EA's handling of this game or this license has been piss poor. Hearing that Respawn took the reins, I was optimistic because Respawn doesn't know how to make a bad game. When Again, going back to when they were originally making Medal of Honor games, they were great. You know, when they changed their name to Infinity Ward, they started pumping out Call of Duties, right? That World War II Call of Duties up until Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Those were great games telling really personal stories in a really grounded way. And then seeing Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2, Apex Legends. I mean, the list goes on. The repertoire of this studio is fantastic. So I know I'm going to get a good experience and knowing that the creative director of God of War 3 is also behind the helm, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get a good game. Now, seeing the kid from Shameless as the main protagonist and seeing him in his dumb fucking poncho, yeah. that bummed me out a little bit. Uh-huh. All right, I'm not a fan of Gotham. People will be like, oh, but him as the Joker or Jerome. What a fucking name. Uh, I, w- I wasn't I wasn't down on it or, or you sure. know per se, but I wasn't excited for it. Um, within the first three hours of this game, I am sold on Cal. Yeah. I like Cal a lot. He is that optimistic. He is there for the mission. He's he is to me Luke Skywalker light. Right? Like totally. he is he is always out there to for the greater good. And so Cal has been on this planet dismantling Imperial starships and kind of just living a secret life, right? He was a Padawan. He has learned the Jedi path, but ever since Order 66, he's had to be in hiding. 
And one day when he's on the job, he saves his buddy's life. He uses the force and an Imperial droid spots him. And then right off the bat, you're on the run from the second sisters, the inquisitors, which are one of the coolest additions, at least in my, in my thoughts that Disney has put out, uh, the changes they've made to star Wars and the main second sister is insanely intimidating. Like she's an amazing villain. There's it. Ha- it's been a while since I can remember a villain that is, man, I'm kind of rooting for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're yeah. intimidating. When you're fighting her, uh, spoiler alert, first mission, you don't stand a chance, and they're there to kick your butt. Yeah, and it's just like you understand immediately the threat is if this person finds you. It's not if, it's they will kill you, and you're on the run from there on out. And, you like, the characters you meet, like, uh, Seer, and I forget the commander of the ship, uh, Grizz. Grease? Grease. Grease or Grizz. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an alien from Brooklyn. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And you're on this mission, um, you're following an old Jedi, and his path to finding this old ancient civilization that had some type of force connection and you're kind of finding out what has happened to this ancient race why they matter while you're being hunted by the second sisters yeah it's fantastic basically basically they they came to help cal because they wanted to bring him back to this planet that is not charted for from the empire right yeah they, yep. they, they don't know where it is. First off, someone needs to learn how to use a fucking map in this <laughs> in this galaxy. It's always an uncharted, you know, planet. It's like, dude, you would think. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Send some flyers out. Send some I know the galaxy's just... big, but, like, seriously, though. You know, you yeah, got I'm pretty technology. sure you can find a planet. If you could go around, into right? light speed, yeah. you could chart a fucking map. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they go to yeah. this planet, and the it's basically you... They want you to find um, a way to bring Jedi back. Yeah. Right? They From want Order you to bring 66. the Order yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And the Which cool is a great thing... premise for a Star Wars game, right? Oh, absolutely. And the cool thing about it is because you've been in the hiding for so long, it's kind of like you've repressed the memory of when you lost your, your way and your Jedi Master. Like, yeah. And that is the the cool thing. You're learning abilities by actually meditating, by actually going to the temple, and then a vision will hit you going, oh, wait, I know how to do this. And yeah. you learn force your push master. or pull. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're awesome flashbacks that don't take a weird loading screen to get into. They just, they hit you immediately. It's insanely, um, ins- ins- insanely, I guess, intuitive is the word I yeah. want to use. But, like... Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So, like, you're in this ship. You can control where you want to go, and it's very Metroidvania-esque. That is definitely on the head where they, where what they want to give you is you visit this one planet, but there's an excuse to go back. There'll be yeah. a path that's blocked that you yep. can't, like, let's just say there's a chest you want to open, but BD-1, which, who's your little buddy you find along the way, Best he right. can't. Yeah, oh, God damn it. He can't crack the code to open that chest, so you need to come back. Yeah. Or maybe you need to use force push or force pull, and you haven't learned that yet, and it's an excuse to go back to the planet, mm-hmm. and things have changed. 
Yeah. And so, like, enemies are in different places now, and there's different enemies all over the place. Yeah. And it's just a great way of really letting it so that you're never experiencing, though you're in the same area, you're never experiencing the same fight twice. And so, when we get to the combat, Kyle, I'm a big Souls guy. Yeah, yeah. You're not a Souls person. No. How did you like the combat? Uh, It it got... it took me a while to get used to it. Yeah. It, it was very much where I was, you know, speaking of God of War with Stig Asmussen, I think is how you say his last name, mm-hmm. uh, who's directing this one, who directed God of War 3. Uh, I'm in God of War mode where I'm mashing square to just hack as much as possible. Yeah. And there are some enemies where, like, you know, you got to back up, right? I know that's stupid for you, for me saying it, because you listeners out there probably say no oh, yeah no that's how you play a souls game you attack it back up and it's yeah. more like a uh, it's more about cat and mouse game yeah yeah which when it comes to action games i don't have patience i just want to hack them and go so it was very much me retraining how to tackle this combat mm-hmm. and so far it, it's not as been a it's not as steep of a learning curve as i was expecting okay um i i think just having the very simple buttons where mm-hmm. it's not super crazy, like block is L1 um, right. and just timing it for parrying and timing it to like shoot back the blasters yeah. uh, from stormtroopers is cool. Yeah. I'm a, I, I think some of the force power stuff um, I need to get a little more used to when using that in combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Same sometimes here. it's a little, it's a little um, cumbersome Wonky. and not as responsive, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's not it's not instant. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Like okay. some there's some some delay between buttons. Um for me what I did and this is the one thing I really like about this game so far. You could completely customize the layout of the controller to whatever you want. So like like attack your your light attack the thing you got to use the most is on square I believe. I just yes. put that to R1. So mm-hmm. it's bloodborne time baby. Your heavy swing is uh triangle it's r2 baby and then i use my force abilities as the face buttons and i found that once i was able to get it to the controls i'm used to that bloodborne that sekiro like style i was able to get into the combat a lot more because i'll be honest in the beginning it is sekiro combat when people are like oh it's bloodborne i'm like no it's fucking not like mm-hmm. bloodborne you take a hit you can you you can mess up that pattern and get like a third of your health back or like half of your health back in sekiro you, you get damaged and oh my god that's a huge freaking deal yeah. and so with this game it is all about the parry it is all about patience and it goes down to the core mechanics of what is a jedi a jedi isn't like someone that's hacking and slashing everything jedis are patient Jedis are thoughtful. They are master strategists. Mm-hmm. And they put that emphasis of what a Jedi is into the combat. And so it amazes me how this game is so much like Sekiro, but they were in development for about this, you know, the same time for the most part. And so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of cool seeing these games being developed kind of side by side in a way and seeing how how much alike they are in, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I will about- appreciate where, it, when it comes to, like, if you die to an enemy, yeah. um, that enemy, much like Bloodborne from the little time I played, gathers all your experience points. Yeah. 
And all you have to do is just hit him once, which I appreciate, and you get it back. And you don't, yes. That's really awesome, too. And some enemies are really freaking hard, and it's an incentive of going back. Like, I went to Dathomir. Yes, the Mm. planet of Darth fucking Maul. And and the enemies are so hard, I was just like, I'm going to go back to this. I'm not going to do this. Traversal, though, before we get into the news Mm -hmm. and we break down our feelings, some of the best traversal in a video game. Like this is this is peak Uncharted for me. Yeah, it's there. It's like, it's not as good as Uncharted in my eyes. Right. Um. But I yeah, I could totally see it. The zip lines are cool. The so zip lines, on ledges. running on walls. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm always on the edge of my seat when I'm making a jump. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I can do it, but somehow I'm able to muster it. The only thing I'm angry about Tell is me. the damn sliding and trying to jump onto a rope. That is probably the worst feeling part of this game in general. And it happens a okay. lot. So basically, like, it's like either a mud slide or yeah. a, an ice tunnel thing. Yeah. And you are sliding. You're, like, snowboarding down. And you have to jump to jump onto a rope to swing across. Yeah. And it's so hard while you're sliding to you... go directly straight at the rope. Like, Cal strays left to right. And you miss, at least in my case, right. I miss it a lot. Okay. And it's annoying. That will be fixed later on, I assure you. That's oh, all I'm okay. going to say. Oh, uh, all right. With that, though, there have been bugs and weird, like, yes. you know, weird animations. It seems like this game could have been in the oven for, like, a month or two more. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then that turkey would have been done. But other yep. than that, Kyle, I'm in love with this game. Yeah. Like, it is it is ripping me away from Death Stranding. And I'm doing this weird thing I haven't done in so long where, for the first time in a really long time, I'm juggling games. Like, I'm playing Death Stranding for three hours, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to play you know, Jedi for the weekend. You yeah, know? that's exactly like, what I'm doing, is it's such a great mix yeah. between the two. Yeah. Because you have the, like, the kind of not as action-y, but very stressful melancholy of yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. And then you got Jedi, where it's, intense. you know, you, intense lightsaber yeah. battles and... Yeah making sure you want to get to every little looking cranny and get these chests to customize your lightsaber, which we haven't talked about. That's super freaking cool. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels yeah. like you're, it's just, it feels like you're constantly improving. And when you're fighting yep. enemies, it's like when you're fighting three stormtroopers or like they'll throw six stormtroopers at you and you're like, Oh, this is easy. But like three of them are ranged attackers, and then the other three have like these fucking electronic billy clubs. Yeah, every fight is is a lot of thought to it. Yep, and that's what I really really love about it. So, to me, right now as a big Star Wars fan, I'm enjoying this game. It is mm-hmm. so freaking good. And seeing my brother, who isn't a big gamer, who he he's the guy who's still playing Battlefront too and enjoying mm-hmm. himself. And telling me about the patch notes, and I'm like, oh, cool. He he didn't think you would like this game. Um, he isn't a, he doesn't like EA's handling of of the IP. That's Huge fair. Star Wars fan again. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely in love with this game, and I was just like, so coming coming out of it, Dan, is this the best Star Wars game you've ever played? And he's just like, I think so. <laughs> Yeah. And that's something you really want to hear after, again, years of mismanaging. This game just it feels so freaking good. So yeah. go out there, buy this game, which uh, rumor has it, it's really hard to find right now if you're if you're into the physical copies, at least yeah. where I'm from. So, yeah, 
awesome to see yeah. it doing well, selling well, mm-hmm. showing again EA that hey, you don't need to make a multiplayer game with microtransactions. Sell a yeah. fucking game. And I know but, I know we're going a little long here, so I just so I, you, we mentioned it, we're both playing Death Stranding. If you want to hear our super long form detailed, ooh. our show The Road to Greatness is coming out this Friday. Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Buddy. So if you're listening to it today. It will be tomorrow. It will come yeah. out. Or just go ahead. Well, if you're the Patreon tier, $5 are up. That's right. That's, that's right. Way. Or else you got to have to wait like a week. So I mean, that's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's so with that, cool, Kyle, friends. That's a little spoiler there for you. Oh, cool. I do put myself in a box a lot in that episode. Yeah, you do. With that, <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, you do. That is not hyperbole. Like, hyperbole I will all. end up on a watch list. <laughs> And if that doesn't sell you on watching that episode, I don't know what will. Oh, Kyle, yes. we've talked for 20 minutes about yeah, Star Wars. Let's get into the news. There's not a lot of it, but what there is is some pretty cool stuff. So would you, I know you have a cough. I know you're still kind of under the weather. Yeah. Do you want to read this story for us? I will be totally fine at doing the story. Let's do it. Uh, this first goober comes from Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle. PS5 controllers shown in patent images. The images, which were published on the Japanese Patent Office website today, are attributed to the PlayStation manufacturer and, a ma- and match a description of the PS5's prototype pad in a Wired article, in which Sony's next-gen controller is described as an awful lot like the PS4's DualShock 4. The patent specifically highlights a microphone, but comparison images posted online show that there may that there are many subtle design changes between the picture controller and the DualShock 4. The controller pictured in the patent features larger triggers, slightly smaller sticks, a USB port, and no light bar. One major improvement added to PS5's controller is adaptive triggers, which SIE says can offer varying levels of resistance to make game mechanics such as shooting a bow and arrow, the tension increasing as you pull the arrow back, feel more realistic. The PS5 controller, which will switch to USB-C for charging, also includes haptic feedback with highly programmable voice coil actuators located in the, in the left and right grips of the pad. Combined with an improved speaker on the controller, the PS5 controller's larger capacity battery and haptics motors make it a bit heavier than the DualShock 4 it's claimed. Yes! Hallelujah! God, hallelujah, man! Listen, this is my biggest complaint with the DualShock. Everybody, I mean, everybody you walk into you just, or, or walk to and you talk to, whatever. Everybody says it. DualShock 4 is the best Sony controller, but it's the worst battery. It yeah. would be my favorite controller ever if they just put in a battery half, just just twice the power so yeah. that it runs for two hours instead of 45 Absolutely. minutes. I have like, three different controllers. I have... Yeah. Uh, my dark blue one. I've got the stone, the Spider-Man one, the red one, and then the um, the special twenty twentieth anniversary twenty. Yeah, dude, I got was. I got the purple controller, a blue controller, and then I got a, a, yeah. a drawer full of them. But the thing is, all three of them, them have different charging capabilities because of, of how much I've used them. So, like my uh. red one, my Spider-Man one, it'll maybe last three and a half, four hours. My okay. dark blue one lasts a little bit longer. My yeah. special one is the best one, and that's like a six, 
Six hour-ish one. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. It's fucking crazy you use the Spider-Man controller. Why is it crazy? I turned it on once, used it once, and I was just like, and you are going on one day a pedestal because you're beautiful. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm going to use that bad boy. You're making I, it work like a whore. I, I, <laughs> it's a I'm, I'm whore shocked right you're there. more mad I'm using that one and not the special anniversary controller. I don't use that one either. Oh, okay. Those should be in a nice frame. <laughs> Okay, but like getting back to this controller though, yeah. Immediate impressions, and when you look at the blueprints, everybody, it literally looks like a more compact uh, DualShock Four. Touchpad it, it, looks bigger. Touchpad looks it, it looks not bigger, maybe but more, more defined. It looks a little bit more defined. To okay. Me. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm not a huge fan based on the images. Tell me, tell um, me. The charging port looks like it's on the bottom. Yeah, but like, I mean, I have a stand, so I charge it. There's a there's a way to charge them in the bottom or the top. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, it just, it, I like having it at the top. So like, if I do have to hook it up to the PS4 actual system to charge, you. I can still play like that way. I feel like that. Yeah. What do you feel about the, the if if the rumors are true? And again, they've, they filed this patent. It's coming down to the wire. It looks like this will be the finished product. Yeah. What do you feel about smaller analog sticks? Does that get you a little worried? A little concerned? Uh, No. As long as they make the depressions in them mm-hmm. easier to kind of hold on to. I will say this, okay? I'm on the record. I bought a Xbox uh, Elite Two mm-hmm. controller, whatever the fuck. Love it, best controller ever, right? I know, right? On a PlayStation podcast, blast! How dare you? It's great. The thing that I would like on my DualShock, if I can just merge the two controllers together, is actually the thumbsticks on an Xbox controller. I prefer for the simple fact. That they don't wear as fast mm-hmm. as a DualShock controller. I feel like the analog sticks they chip and they just they get mushy. They, yeah. They, like they use they lose their friction too fast. And so if this is more like an Xbox One analog stick, I can get used to that, knowing it's more durable. And I'm down with that. I don't mind it one bit. Um, what about the lack of light bar? Does that worry you that maybe it's going to affect VR in a way? Uh. Maybe, but I'm even more excited about that for the simple fact, more battery life. I think that's how it's going to get more battery, because that light bar is not going to be sucking it out. That's a... I don't know. It'll also be nice if you play in a dark setting, right? You won't have this light. That is true. Like, maybe if they... I never bought, like, minded the light bar too much because I put it to dim. But, yeah, the fact that it's there is annoying. It just worries me that maybe they're also ditching VR. Oh, I don't think they're ditching VR. No way. Because there's so many games, like, I'm thinking, like, a game like Astrobot, it needs that controller. You know what I mean? Like, there are some games that, like, absolutely need that controller to function. I'm thinking of a game like Moss in particular. Mm -hmm. Like, what happens if that's gone? I don't think it... I. I don't know if that will matter as much. Okay. I just, I trust them that they would have figured this out because VR is such a huge part of their thing. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Maybe the really tippy top of the touch bar might be still light. And maybe that might be all they need. 
Maybe. I mean, we're yeah. also getting in, into the fact where, like, Oculus right now, they're like, you don't even need a controller. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they do that shit. But, like, <laughs> like the, the the headset, like, scans your 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 lower torso, which you know what else it's going to oh, scan no. you. Know oh, I mean? no. Uh, <laughs> so you got three controllers depending on. And, um, and, like, that's crazy to me. So maybe they use that type of technology. But that's my only... My only concern for this controller. That's my only one. Everything else gets me really hyped. I mean, like, USB-C, I always nerd out about it. Um, I love USB-C. It's just now a standard thing. And it means that I'm going to be able to charge this thing so much faster. Because that's my only gripe about the DualShock 4. Even if, like, again, it was the same battery life, it's just, like, USB-C. I'm like, okay, well, at least I'll charge in 30 minutes and I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know? So there you go. There, there's our first bit of Sony news. Again, we're new controller. Close. We're, getting we're getting close, man. Again, we're seeing all these patents getting getting filed. Man, what a time to be alive, Kyle. Mm. What a time it's to exciting. be alive. But gang, I want to know your thoughts on this controller. What improvements you would like to see? For me, this is exactly what I want. I don't want a deviation. I don't want a boomerang mm-hmm. controller. I no. like what I have right now. Just just refine it and it looks like there's the ref- the refinements I want are there yeah. you know Kyle is there anything in particular you'd want out of a new DualShock controller or you're good uh, like you I love the DualShock um that has been my controller for most of my life um so I love the feel of it like I the analog sticks maybe having what I mentioned before just a little deeper recess so mm-hmm. it, like my my thumbs can stay on them Okay. Uh, a little bit better, make it more steady. What if we just take Rumble out and we call it the six axis too? No, everybody loved that controller. There was nothing that, wrong with no. it. No, no, actually, just make it the six axis controller. Stop <laughs> there was it. never a problem with it, dude. Kyle, let's get to the next story. I, remember I want to get had, upset you, real quick. Do you remember how yeah. light that thing was, dude? It was, it was a <laughs> it was joke. Like... I, I see. My thing is, I rather a heavy controller, yeah, like a thing that's got a little bit of heft, rather than something that weighs like nothing, yeah. Because to me, weighing like nothing means it feels cheap. It doesn't feel solid, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mad so cats. to me, yeah, like I rather have the heft. Like Absolutely. when they're like, "Oh, it's gonna weigh a little heavier," I'm like, "That's fine. I weigh heavy yeah. too." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next goober comes from yes. my best friend Brianna Reeves over at PS mm-hmm. Lifestyle. I don't know about uh, that. Well. Sorry. Uh, Death Stranding leads the Game Awards 2019 nominees with nine nods. The Game Awards 2019 will air in a little less than a month with the official list of nominees is finally available. Two very interesting titles lead the nominations. Death Stranding leads the pack with a grand total of nine, including a Game of the Year nod. Remedies Control comes in second with eight nominations to its name. It, too, is a Game of the Year contender. Hello, Shuya. Thank you for control. Ooh, boy. And uh, we're just going to read some of the categories. Yeah. Um, the first four, I think, is... Eh, we'll read. Nah, let's just read the first one. Sure. Uh, you guys know it. You guys have seen it. You've all been upset about it. The Game of the Year contenders for the Game Awards are Control, Death Stranding, Super Mario Bros. Ultimate, Nope, Super Smash Brothers. Sorry, what did I say? Mar- oh, <laughs> Super <fuck>. Mario Bros. <laughs> well, this, you know what? If this is a Nintendo, if I was on the shack right now, there's reason to, for alarm. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Resident Evil 2, 
Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. Kyle, a lot of people are upset because yeah. you go down this list like I, I'm just skimming through right now. Game of the Year, Death Stranding's here. Best Game Direction, Death Stranding. Best Narrative, Death Stranding. Best Art Direction, Death Stranding. Best mm-hmm. Music, Death Stranding. Best Audio, Death Stranding. Best Performance, Death Stranding. Twice. Twice. Actors so nice, you gotta give it to them twice. Yeah. Like, and I think that's where it starts to stop. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's everywhere. Oh, nope. Best Action and Adventure Game. Let me tell you. The action? All right. Uh, Death Stranding's in there as well. So it seems like from all the years that we've had, you know, we've had, it it seems like almost since the Game Awards have been a thing where, like, Kojima's had a presence there. He's shown his game off or they're giving him an award because, you know, Konami ousted him in such a shitty way. It just seems like over the past, I think, three or four years, Kojima's had a presence. Kojima's had at least five minutes on stage. And now it kind of seems like, well, okay, Jeff Keighley has promoted his game for over, again, four years now at least. Mm -hmm. He's in Death Stranding. Now it kind of seems like he's giving him game of the year, or at least... Uh, many other chances of get winning awards and slapping a, a, a you know a, a ribbon on a cover. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts here? Is there some pause to, you know, for for concern? Um, I think there is some pause, but just yeah. because of how how recent it was uh, released up to the point of when the nominations came out, yeah. and I think that is even more in. Uh, in the forefront of everyone's ups- being upset when it comes to Jedi not being on there, right? Yeah, Jedi, I, mean, I, Jedi I think that's why out. so many people are are upset over it because Jedi is is out and not on it, right? Yeah, and I think everybody has found this game that they're like, this is this is really good. Like, again, if a game is good, we can look past bugs to an extent, yeah. right? And it's not because- like Jedi can show up on next year's. Yeah, I mean, next year's list. Will it be? I I think, yeah. I think the deadline's after... Any game released after Game Awards, I think, is eligible for next year. See, that that really blows. But again, at the same exact time, we're happy that this game's out when it is. Yeah. If they came out a week earlier and there was bug-ridden, like, that Mm -hmm. would be awful. But at the same exact time, like, it does blow because even if it's eligible for next year you have the last of us part two right you have final fantasy remake uh seven remake you have cyberpunk 2077 right like you have all these amazing games and not to say that this game couldn't stand on its own feet but by the time that game of the year is gonna roll around man that game's gonna be a thought yeah right it's gonna be a twinkle in the eye like that's all this game's gonna be Mm -hmm. so it, it to me I think it does suck because Jedi was such a, it, sorry, was, is yeah, such is. a yeah. solid freaking game. Yeah. Um, and, and to see it, like, again, it should be in best narrative 100%. It yeah. should be in best game direction. I love it. Mm-hmm. It should be in, um, there should be a, a, a performance, a performance in there for, in for, there, for, for sure. at least one of the characters in that game. Yeah. Oh, and there will be. So, Kyle, with that yeah. said, though, 
do you think, do you really think, and let's be real with each other right here, Death Stranding deserves all these nominations because the game came out and it was so mixed. And when I say mixed, it's, listen, the game has a, a critical Metacritic of like 82. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. It's just divisive in in the aspects of the industry or, or the areas in the industry yeah. that usually are pretty uniform in their opinions, like an IGN. Mm-hmm. So do you really think that nine nominations, I mean... It's too much? Yeah. Ah, uh, man, that's hard because I'm still in like the honeymoon period with it, right? I'm, I'm yeah. in love with Death Stranding, so I can appreciate why it's getting all these nominations that it's getting. So yeah. I, it's kind of unfair for anyone to say that it doesn't deserve as many. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe it needs to be nominated at 100%. But yeah. um, it's kind of tough. Like, when when people say it shouldn't have nine, what do you put in, besides Jedi, because we already had that discussion, right. what other game would you fill in for those nominations? I mean, like, there's arguments for games like, um, to be honest, like, best, uh, like, um, Art Direction uh, what was the weird platinum game that came out this year? Astral Chain. Astral mm. Chain should be on there. That's a dope looking game. Yeah. You know, uh, when it comes to like be- like game of the year, should really at least we give a shout out to a game like Fire Emblem? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I do believe those games just from our friends who just love those yeah those titles yeah they I gave up because be I had to re-roll if I wanted a bang Claude. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. Uh, you know what to, I mean? Yeah. But to me, I think they would, you know, take out another game that's on that list. I think it should go over uh, Sekiro. And I know we mm-hmm. we disagree on that one, but or, or even um, even uh, Outer Worlds. Is, so, mm. I mean, I understand it, it's it's super great for, for what it is, but it's still a game that's stuck in the past. Ooh. I, I, so... How dare you, sir? Uh, I, it's, again, it's something... I love the game, but How dare it's not... you? No, no, no. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the mitts off. Okay. All right. All right? Take them off. This take is them a off. this is again second party game uh, or, or a smaller game. I when people are like this is an indie title, I'm like it is not an indie game. It is backed by 2K. It's just a subsidiary of 2K. It's it's saying we're gonna throw some money at, at you, not all the money. So. It is a smaller title, and with the funds that they have, they made something that people wanted, which is a, a fucking excellent Fallout game, mm-hmm. right in space. And um, so, like, shout out to them. I think I, I think there should just it. Look, one other game should have been on that list, and I, we're in yeah. PlayStation podcast, but another game should have there should have been maybe some more representation yeah uh in terms of like the genres that were there i guess mm-hmm. i mean but when you look at it yeah you got some action you got some fighting you got a you know i don't know it just it feels like i don't know do you think it's like a weak year this year let's just let's get that I, I don't know if it's i, I would not say straight up weak year it's been an uh a weird year yeah, for sure. For games, uh, a lot of big games just didn't hit. I'm looking at you, Days Gone. Um, <laughs> oh, calm out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. But like, yeah, I just, I think everyone's gearing up for next year, and we know what next year is coming. So it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of weird to I mean, match it up when we know the, of the titles that are on the horizon. 
like spoiler alert, the most anticipated game uh, for 2020. That's a list we'll have on our game award list. Yeah. Last of Us Part Two, Doom Eternal, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Marvel Avengers, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake. At least three of those games are going to be up for Game of the Year. Yeah. Right. Like you, you bet your bottom dollar, Last of Us is going to be there. Yeah. You bet your bottom dollar, Cyberpunk's going to be there. And that's not to say if a PS5 next gen game. Yeah, comes up four. and blows us all away. <laughs> skipping three Again, entirely. We're skipping three entirely. We're just going to four. Like, I think I think it's in a, it, it is a weird year because it's we had our God of War moment. We had Red Dead, where these two games are obviously you're back in one of these horses. Yep. Where this year, it's kind of smaller pockets of people that really like these games, but none of them are being are are are, are crying to be championed. Other than I think control, mm. right? Like people yeah. are like, this is the game. Like usually something is not just critically successful, but it's monetarily successful yeah. and it's a huge hit. So like last year we had Spider-Man, we had God of War, we had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we had, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, like two, like those, those games were huge monetary successes and critical successes. And none of these games are like, mm-hmm. You know, Death Stranding in week two of its sales have dropped by 71%. Same with Control. Control critically loved, but commercially, who knows? Yeah. Sekiro was a commercial hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil was a commercial hit. Smash. Super Smash Brothers, best-selling fighting game of all time. So, like, that one is, is one that truly makes sense. But it is a weird year. Yeah. I hate to say that it sucked. It's just... When you're looking up at the mountain that is 2020, mm-hmm. <coughs> the year of Barbara Walters, it gets it, it, it gets a little intimidating. Yeah. You know, sure. it's you can't even compare because 2020 is going to be that great. With you that know, said, though, you Kyle, know what we should do real quick yeah. before I forget? We need to go back to our last year's episode mm-hmm. of Game of the Year where we discuss our most anticipated for this year. Oh, we should. And see where they line up. Um, make it a note, ladies and gentlemen. Make it, make a mental note. <laughs> write it down. When we do our game of the year, which is on December eighteenth, will be our game awards, the trophy room awards. We'll have a nice, beautiful little conversation of what was our most anticipated game of twenty nineteen. I will go back. We'll go back to the tapes. That seems freaking excellent. With that, though, listen, the game awards happened, right? Yeah. In terms of, of the nominees are out, mm-hmm. we might as well jump on this bandwagon as well. Last year, we gave you guys the opportunities and gals um, the opportunity to vote for your game of the year, for your game that was the best art direction to you or had the most impact, your favorite multiplayer game. We gave you all the opportunity to vote on each category. We're doing the same thing this year. So welcome to... The Trophy Room Awards 2019 nominees for the Platinum of 2019. We have, this is how similar, and please note, this list was completed before we started the show, but it was this, we literally added one game to this list. Okay? I did not know what Jeff Keighley had up his sleeve. This (laughs) is what I picked out of a consensus of thinking back of how social media was in a fervor for these games. So, up for Game of the Year for the Trophy Room in 2019. 
Year of Our Shoe, Control by Remedy Entertainment, Death Stranding by Kojima Productions, Resident Evil 2 by Capcom, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Kyle Won't Let Me Do the Accent, Absolutely not. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And then last but not least, the Outer Worlds. So all we did was substitute Smash Brothers for Star Wars, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> How nuts is that, dude? That is pretty nuts. Uh, so, yeah, those are our games that we're throwing out there um, and that we want you all to vote on. You're going to choose what the game of the year for the trophy room is going to be in 2019 and you can vote right now it's links in the description uh links will be on our social medias so go over there check it out again vote on it there's no Shaquatro man it's literally a google doc and you're choosing what you want to vote for so if you want to just vote for game of the year and back out or you want to vote for everything you can do that we have a, a couple of awesome categories as well, like Most Anticipated Game, Best Indie of 2019, Best PSVR Game, uh, Best Actress, Best Actor, uh, Best P- did I say PSVR Game? Yes, I did. Yeah, did. Best Soundtrack, Best Sound Design, all that stuff. Best Multiplayer Game. So if you're into all that, please vote. It does. It's so much fun looking at the votes and seeing how everything starts to scale. Absolutely. So share it with your friends as well. With that, Kyle, I don't get why everybody's upset at the end of the day. Yeah. I really feel like it's just people really want to be upset at stuff. Right? Because, like, to me, I was thinking about it in the car home, and this is where I'll end it, is, like, I don't think anybody actually gave a shit about Kojima and the things that was going on to his dev team. I actually don't think social media gave an absolute fuck about the horrible work environment that Kojima went through and his team went through. Don't think anybody cares. Mm-hmm. I think people just wanted to be upset at something. And just like they're upset at this. I honest to God, my favorite movie of all time is Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. You've seen the intro to the show, you know that. I'm not upset it didn't win Best Picture last year. You know? It's yeah. people being upset to be angry because you didn't like Death Stranding. To see so many people go, if you like Death Stranding, you're a PlayStation apologist. It's like what? No, I just like this no. game. Yeah. Like it's like it's just like saying if like, hey, if Gears of War five is your game of the year in twenty nineteen, shoot for the moon. Go yeah. for it. Throw a fucking parade. Absolutely. Like at the end of the day, these things are fun and it's a pageantry to sub- celebrate developers. And somehow we just lost completely out of touch with that. Yeah. It's it's, it's I, I think I think people to are too worried about having their own personal choices be validated by others. Yes. I think that's where people are getting hung up on it and it and that's super upsetting. Like like what you like. Yeah. Like if, if your favorite game is I don't know, if your favorite game is Days Gone this year. Go for it. Congratulations. I'm happy you had a game that spoke to you and you enjoyed playing throughout. Yeah. Everyone is different. That's what is so beautiful about gaming and just living in general. Yeah. Everyone is different. Everyone's got different tastes. Yeah. But about your business, play what you want to play. I, I love what you said, though, at the other day. It's like, everybody's chasing the like. It's yep. like, you don't need to be upvoted to be, to have a valid opinion. Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. It is truly, absolutely ridiculous that that is the case. I know we, we missed a couple of questions about, uh, get, uh, about 
game of the year. It just occurred to me. My apologies. It's been a bit of a day. With that, Kyle, let's get into the second story on the list. Yeah, we're only at story two. Let's talk about story it. Three. Uh, Sorry, story rumor, three. Rumor, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok will be revealed at a PlayStation event in February 2020. This also comes from my best friend, Brianna Reeves, over at PS Lifestyle. Reportedly titled Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, the new installment will allegedly center on Vikings. The first round of speculation emerged courtesy of a tease in the Division 2. Subsequent rumors surfaced thanks to a supposed leak via 4chan. Notably, the latest report covers similar ground. However, a new wrinkle has been added to the equation, suggesting that Ubisoft will unveil Ragnarok in February 2020. In a Reddit post, an anonymous leaker shared what they supposedly know about 2020's Assassin's Creed release. The leak also makes note of the specific event at which Ubisoft will reveal the title, a, quote, PlayStation event in February. At present, Sony hasn't confirmed a February event, though speculation points to this being the PS5 reveal, matching when the PS4 was unveiled. As such, this, this portion of the AC rumor, along with everything else pertaining to it, should be taken with a grain of salt. Kyle, what do you think about this rumor? We've been hearing about Ragnarok for a while now. Yeah. Do we do? I I, I think weird noises I made aside. <laughs> obviously, Ragnarok's real. Yeah. But do you think this rumor holds any weight that there is going to be a PlayStation event in February that showcases Ragnarok's power? Absolutely, I think so. I yeah. I think I think I. I've said this before throughout this year when it comes to unveiling the PS5. I think it's happening in February, following the PS4 rollout. And what they did at that one is they showcased different games. That's when Infamous Second Son was showcased and Killzone. And it's going to show off what this system can do. So why not have Assassin's Creed, a, a beautiful franchise in the history of gaming, show off what it can do on this new generation of consoles? I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, I I think I think I don't know if it's February per se, but it makes sense because Destination PlayStation's in February, so why not get both of them out of the way? We see this blueprint being being uh, you know filed in Japan, so obviously there to me there is weight if you start tallying some things up, um, and also I mean we just had XO right where yeah. Xbox has been having this conversation with the fans for over a year now. Now, by the time February rolls around, it's about time Sony has that conversation with us. You know what I mean? So, to me, totally makes sense. I'm really on board with the sound of Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. I want to yeah. see them get weird with Assassin's Creed. Let's do yeah. it. I kind of wish it was not Vikings, though, if I'm totally... Really? Why is that? Because like, we did a, Egyptians, Greek... Sure. Like I want them to go somewhere else with it maybe maybe an assassin's creed in the future right space. Or, or space no the final like, frontier i mean the, the rumor or, or the want from assassin's creed fans forever has been like a um Japanese. feudal japan samurai type setting which would be cool mm -hmm. but then again you're mixing it with ghost of tsushima so it might kind of get yeah. overlapped yeah. um but the assassin's creed games are always good yeah. i shouldn't say always they're they're pretty they're pretty good most of the time. Recent memory. <laughs> yeah. It's They've just cool that we're good. getting a new one. Um yeah. same year as Watch Dogs though, that's a little That is true. That's kind of where do you weird. need to land that? Watch Dogs yeah. needs to be in a summer release. Yeah. If that sure. is if that is any indicator. 
or this game's going to be pushed back as a windowed title. Yeah, like maybe a year later, February 2021. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to see it in February 2020, it'll be there 2021, or like March, yeah. Yeah. you know, t- right before tax season. So yeah, this is cool, if you're into all those rumors, uh, and with that, let's get to our second to last story on the list. Michael McWhorter over at Polygon writes... Project xCloud game streaming coming to PC in 2020, adding DualShock 4 support. Microsoft's game streaming platform, Project xCloud, is coming to Windows 10 PC in 2020. The company announced Thursday at XO19 in London. The addition of a new platform is part of a major expansion for Project xCloud, which launched publicly in preview form for Android devices only in the US, UK, and Korea earlier this year. Project xCloud players will be able to stream those Xbox One games to Windows PC next year, and Microsoft says it's collaborating with a broad set of partners to make game streaming available on other devices as well. Microsoft will also expand the input devices compatible with Project xCloud, naming Razer's Jungle Cat, the dual-sided controller that makes a full mobile phone look like a Nintendo Switch, and Sony's DualShock 4 as upcoming compatible gamepads. Holy shit, when they announced Sony DualShock controller support my jaw dropped i was like wait they said they had acknowledged sony yeah like that was nuts so that's the reason why we mentioned xbox on the show for the second time or technically third is because dualshock support is coming to xcloud which means joseph's fantasy i talked about a few weeks ago of playing a gears of war game or a halo game and having the sacred symbols being there on the screen I'm one step closer to it, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. And it really goes to show where Xbox's mentality is on the console war nonsense, which is it's nonsense. Yeah. Like, guys, let's all get into agreement here. I don't think Xbox, I don't think, knock on wood, pray to shoot this never happens. I don't care if it does. Uh, I think Phil Spencer has come to the realization that the PlayStation brand is such a dominant brand, there's no way we're going to beat them. So mm-hmm. might as well get their hardware on on our end as well. Get as many people that have a controller. We don't even care the shape or the button layout. Yeah. Get them it get them working on XCloud, and that gets me super excited. Where does it yeah. land you in terms of as a Sony fan? You yeah. take this news. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's weird. Uh, it's exciting. Real weird. Uh, real weird. Um, yeah, I think it, it's, it puts me one step closer to actually playing some Xbox games that I've missed my, my entire life. Because I already oh, own a DualShock. I already own a DualShock. So, like, yeah. if my computer would but handle that's... it, I could do it on my computer, which is great. <laughs> that is... Now I'm getting sick, Kyle. You're getting me sick. Hey. That is what Luke Lore is talking about on the uh, on the Xbox uh, expansion pass, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, listen, people that have never touched an Xbox before but own a DualShock, bam, this is their ticket into the Xbox ecosystem. This is pretty dope. Again, mm-hmm. like I've been very, I've been very adamant when I say this. I'm not buying a Scarlet. I would like to play the next Halo game, but I'm not. I have this awesome PC. So I'll just put my Xbox games on here because that's how little I I play my Xbox One X so little, it's embarrassing. Because I prefer my PlayStation over it. So mm-hmm. seeing the, the games I want to play, like Age of Empires, I just play them on my PC and pay 15 bucks to Phil Spencer every month. Yeah. I'm down with that idea. I ain't, I ain't mad. 
again, we're getting closer to that one day where this service is on a PlayStation. I really do believe that. With that, though, Blaze Knight writes into the show like you can too via Twitter at PS Trophy Room or via the Sunday Badmint Discord server. He asks us this question. A while back, there was a new story of how Sony bought out space on Microsoft servers and xCloud supports the PlayStation 4 controller. Now, several months later, with Stadia belly flopping on the scene and xCloud rolling out, could we see a Sony equivalent uh, service launch soon? Kyle, what are your thoughts on that question? So, I'm confused. Is not PlayStation Now the Sony equivalent? I think it is. I mean, we're blurring the line between PlayStation Now and, you know, xCloud, right? Yeah. But I think what he's talking about is... Yeah, but when can I play Stadia on my iPhone? When can I play it on my Samsung? When can I play it on my Pixel? Yeah. I don't have a solid answer for that one. Um, I do. Yeah, go for it then. Uh, You're going to see it soon. I think in the next two to three years. This is, again, how Sony and Microsoft bridge the divide of the console wars. It is stupid. And if you can't beat them, join them. And we're seeing that. Sony can't beat xbox with their server uh with their with their server capacity or their server speed right so they're just like well let's make a partnership a strategic alliance with microsoft and let's rent out these azure servers and let's put our playstation services on these servers and i think you're going to see in the very near future yeah PlayStation Now is going to include streaming onto your mobile devices and they're going to probably call it remote play. And that's a service using, and they're going to probably word it, Microsoft Azure servers, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to say Xbox. They're going to be very diplomatic. And that is, you could chalk it up to a victory for Xbox if that's what's going to get you off. Or you could chalk it up to gamers being able to play wherever they want. And so you're going to see the service soon in the next two to three years. I think Microsoft is out of the gate and they're going to hit every bug, every wall, every obstacle to make sure it's a smooth pavement for PlayStation services down the road, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, this is great news. Get all the bugs out of the way with with xCloud. And when it comes to Stadia, uh, can we get some Fs in the chat? Yeah. Wherever you are, just press the nearest F near you. The, The tweets I've seen about Phil Harrison... Oh, that's embarrassing. And I like I say with a smile and a little jokingly, like the guy has been on the launch of the PlayStation Three, dud. Play uh, Xbox One, dud. Now Stadia, his resume is fucked. Yeah. Like that is incredible. Stadia has essentially they're like, where's the shotgun so we can insert it in our mouth? Like mm. that was. Man, how many rakes you have to trip over. Damn. Damn. You hate to see it. You truly do. You hate to see it. Do do you think, okay, like, and I know we're going long and I should have ended this conversation minutes ago, but like, do you think Stadia rebounds? You think Google pulls the plug on it? I mean, Google is omnipotent at this point, right? So I feel like Google can do no wrong. I think, I think they'll figure it out. Sure. Um, but they are they're real deep in, in whatever hole they're in right now. They need to get out quick. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Kyle, the last story, you're really amped on it. So let's yeah. talk about it. Michael McWhorter from Polygon also wrote, 
Amy Henning's new studio will make story-focused games for emerging streaming platforms. Amy Hennig, the former creative director of the Uncharted series and Visceral Games' unfinished Star Wars game, is joining Skydance Media to develop interactive series for emerging streaming platforms, according to an announcement from the company. In other words, it sounds like Hennig's next project will be very different from her AAA video game work at Naughty Dog and Electronic Arts, which she left in 2018. Joining Henning at Skydance will be Julian Beek, a veteran of EA whose credits include Battlefield Hardline, Need for Speed, and Visceral Star Wars game. Beek and Henning will build a new team in the San Francisco Bay Area with offices at Skydance Media's Santa Monica headquarters. While Skydance did not formally name a specific project Henning and Beek would lead, would lead, the description of their work sounds intriguing. Here's how they describe it. Designed to reach gamers and non-gamers alike on emerging streaming platforms, new story-focused experiences crafted as an interactive series will employ state-of-the-art in computer graphics to provide the visual fidelity of television and film, but with an active lead-in experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. In a statement, Hennig said her team at Skydance hopes will be pioneering new ways to tell immersive stories through technology. Quote, our goal is to create inviting and innovative experiences with the high production values and visual fidelity that will set the standard in this new media landscape, end quote, Heading said. So, pretty awesome. I love to see her get on her feet. We talked about it earlier with, you know, Jedi Fallen Order of like, man, seeing, seeing what could have been out of her studio, knowing that she is talented. Uh, with the creation of of Uncharted, what a Star Wars game could have been with her, but she got canned. Yep. And now she's landing on her feet at at Skydance. So, yeah. what are what are some words you'd like to add, Kyle? I mean, just having Amy in the gaming space again, m- making these incredible gaming stories is what I want. No matter mm-hmm. where they are, it's good for gaming in general. Um, Super happy for I'm very excited to see whatever this project is. Um, also, with the, the pairing of Skydance, like, wouldn't it be cool if she wrote a Mission Impossible game? Ooh. Wouldn't that be okay. so freaking cool? So, okay. So, <laughs> all right. We have now assumed the role as, as Amy Henning. Sure. Right? Now, now, if I was you, a.k.a. if I was Amy Henning, we get to create the next game. What is that game? Is it a Mission Impossible game? I mean... Third-person shooter? You can't not say that. Yeah, right? With Uncharted elements? Shit, I mean, that blends so well together. Now that you right? think about it... And, like, I, it's a focus more on hand-to-hand combat than... The, yeah. Than shooting elements, and there's yep. a ton of parkour. Bladder trans, tra- uh, traversal and stuff. The only get, other one... we get one, Tom Cruise? I mean, yeah, right? Can we afford the, Tom Cruise? Of course we can. Uh, the only other property, mm-hmm. Terminator? Could she bring Terminator back? Do we want to see Terminator back? I mean, I heard Dark Fate was good, but it didn't pull in numbers. like That That franchise is so battered and ruined that it's going to take at least a decade for that thing to gain yeah. relevance again. Like You need those. You, you need a whole new set. Of cast. You know what else Skydance owns? What's that? G.I. Joe. Alright, how about this? We stop with your ideas, because now they're starting to sound horrible. 
I was waiting for you to do that. That's why I kept saying it. <laughs> let's, let's take a step back. Let's get rational. Um, with Julian on the team, he was part of Visceral. Here's what I would want. Give me a spiritual successor to Dead Space. Mm. God, my hope is that Amy brings in whoever is still, you know, on the look lookout when it comes to Visceral. Bring all the ex Visceral gang as you can and build a horror game. Yeah. Build something original. Mm. It's great. Mission Possible sounds cool, right? Terminator, uh, but like G.I. Joe, oh boy. <laughs> but like, what we need original, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think bringing Amy's writing and talents and then setting it to a horror focus, damn, she is so great. The thing that makes Uncharted so good is when you're jumping. You can't believe you're making the jump, and neither can Nate. Yeah. Like, those aspects, the personal relationships, I want to see that as that horror horror element. Mm-hmm. I would love to... Oh, my God. That would be fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. That's what For I want. Sure. I want a horror game. Uh, give me the Ishimura. Give me just... Call it Space Dead. And I'm... Space <laughs> Dead. Just do it, man. Oh, my God. That would be... That would be awesome. That's what I would like to see her do. Not you know a live what? space. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to ignore it, Kyle. <clears throat> I think, though, what she's talking about doesn't interest me as much because, for what it seems like, it kind of screams episodic, choose-your-own-adventure type of thing. Like mm-hmm. It kind of screams like a Don't Nod game to me. And not to say don't knock games aren't great. I'm really excited for <laughs> for that Xbox exclusive one. I can't I can't remember the name of it, but oh, stars yeah, a yeah, trans yeah. character. That's dope as all hell. But they like, are us. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah. But like again, I don't. Those games for me, it's it's cool that they exist. They're typically not for me though. So I don't know. I don't know. I hope for the best though. That's all. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Got a question for you. Uh, I think I know this question, and I'm already holding on. Oh, good. Because prepare the drop each and every week. PlayStation drops the latest and greatest games onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games to name. So Kyle and Joseph each pick a game that piques their interest. This week, Joe's pick... Civilization Six, baby, it's here. Civ Six, one of my one of my favorite strategy series. Civilization uh, Five was it's one of my top ten games of all time. I love it. I love real time strategy. I'm gonna talk about Xbox One last time. Age of Empires uh, Four was revealed, and I literally cried. I literally teared. Like it was. That, that game made me fall in love with history. Civ Five cemented my love for, for the real-time strategy. Seeing Civ Six on a PlayStation platform, holy crap, is awesome. And so with that, let's let's get into the, to the description. Explore a new world. Research technology. Conquer your enemies. 
Go head-to-head with history's most renowned leaders as you attempt to build the greatest civilization the world has ever known. Civilization VI for PlayStation 4 includes the latest game updates and improvements, including four new civilizations, leaders, and scenarios. But there's one thing that'll never change. Gandhi is always going to be a bit of a dickhead. It's true. Gandhi's always OP. Oh, really? Yeah, that passive resistance shit kind of is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's like a very broken. And oddly enough, when Gandhi is in the game, he's also very aggressive. Oh, that's like he's, very like, weird. From what I'm remembering, like you, you fucking throw elephants at me. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Aren't you, aren't you supposed to be like fucking boycotting some salt? What are you doing invading my... <laughs> Invading Spain. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Kyle, what is your yeah. pick? <laughs> uh, my pick is a game called Lost Ember. A mm. breathtakingly beautiful world holds the secrets of its past for you and your companion to uncover. Yeah. Play any annual... At- Blue, let me back up for a second. Yeah, I've stumbled over, over my words a lot today. I don't know why. <laughs> Play any animal you meet to see the world from new perspectives and chase your destiny in the exploration adventure Lost Ember. You know, you could have picked Shenmue 3 and that would have been an easy out. Eh, would it though? That's true. We've I saw all seen Shaw that, Cap- that, that fighting uh, little <laughs> tutorial screen. Yeah. I saw Shaw Capri play it and I was like... Listen for you, Shenmue fans out there. You're gonna love this. Everybody else, I will. Yes. I will. I, I want to give another special shout out to mm. like the game while I was going through here, Mountain Rescue Simulator. It just looks like a rip off of Death Stranding. Let me see. Let me take a look at it. It's just like you know, you, you have shit. to rescue people and and bring them. When places. danger calls, <laughs> it's down to you to become a lifesaver in Mountain Rescue Simulator. Now you and your team are are in demand. Use your special vehicles such as helicopters, quad bikes, and a snow cat to rescue people. Take care of broken bones and rescue lost hikers. Find and rescue mountaineers and skiers. Yeah, if that gets this, you all riled up, it's your it's, week, baby. Boy, <laughs> just take a look at that cover. <clears throat> How do you simulate a mountain rescue? I don't know. And I don't well, know these guys how have the answer. this studio keeps making these games. Because I assume it's the same as like the farming and the bus driving and the train know. and the I don't know the anymore. goat simulator. Why, do, why does God let things like this happen to good people? <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is, Kyle? What time is it? It's time for Andrew House's snail mail. Each and every week you get to send... Your questions, your comments, your concerns to us via the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server, or you can reach out with your questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or you can send your mail to Andrew House. I'll fly over, ski there, snow bike there. It don't even matter. I'll just go and I'll steal his shit. I'll grab a snow cat from from (laughs) (laughs) Mountain Whatever Simulator. Yeah. I, I stole a lot of his mail today. And this first question comes from uh, Antonio Guillen, and he writes in with, not a question, but could you please uh, do a mock Game of the Year acceptance speech? Imagine you won. What would you say? Who would you thank? 
What would you have to say about the industries, the fans, the development experience? Who would you call out and shame? Who would you praise? Well, first and foremost, I want to thank God. Yeah. JC up there. There is nothing. There is nothing. Okay. I want to thank my mom for it. Yeah, that's you. (laughs) There. (laughs) I love you, Ma. Oh, I want to thank my first dog, Jake. He was real dope. His kidneys failed. He died. I want to thank my brother and his wife just for existing, I guess. Um, I want to think about I, I want to think about all the children in the world mm-hmm. and how it sucks to be a kid. You always thought about it when you were a kid growing up. You're like, oh, I can't I can't wait to be 18. Yeah, once you hit 18, you can drink and you can drive. <laughs> No, you can't drink and drive at 18. You can do them at the same time. No. Oh, why does it always get to this point? If you can't be stopped, sky's the limit. You just go. Oh, jeez. At this point, I would be I would zoom, zoom. run up on stage and take the mic out of your hand. And just bow and say, uh, also, shout out to... <laughs> Andy House for not putting Joe in jail for all these years, uh, for stealing his mail, and uh, thank you. We'll be back next year. Fuck the Oscars, and then we leave. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> I just broke myself. Oh god, that was the best question yet. Uh, the next question comes from Tim Wolf, who writes god. in. Out of all the games, you, <laughs> you put yourself in these boxes. You, you 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 say you're in a box, but. You do it to yourself. <laughs> um, it's my fault. I've bro- I'm a broken man. God. Oh my god, my brain don't work as well as it should. Tim Wolf writes in: Out of all the games you have been playing, which has you thinking about it the most and wanting to get back to playing it the most? Jedi, Death Stranding, some other third game on another system, or is your gaming time divided because you have to play them all? Interesting. I think yeah. we talked about it a little bit before. I've been bouncing back between Death Stranding and Jedi Man, mm-hmm. and um, it's. I, I, I don't normally, Tim. I'd like. To, I'd like to know your response to this. Yeah. Do you are you usually a guy that's like, and everybody, are you usually the person who's just like, hey, I, I'm playing three games at once. You know, like I see people who bought Pokemon, Death Strand, and Jedi. They're playing them all and they're just juggling them all. That's me. That's me too. I haven't played Pokemon yet. But yeah. like, it's just like, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I usually just, I, I usually take a game, I dedicate a month to it, and then I'm on to the next game. Yep. This month, been crazy. Yeah. So. It's been a lot of juggling lately and with just the thought in the back of my head of going back to these other games I missed this year. And that's like a broken record on the show. Like, I want to play Metro Exodus. I want to go back and finish Days Gone. I want to play The Walking Dead Season 3, or the final final season, excuse me. Like, all these games are just in the back of my head while I'm playing these other ones. But Mm -hmm. I'm having a great time jumping between Jedi, Death Stranding, and Pokemon when I'm not in the house. Like, it is... Yeah. It's great. It's a great time right now. All right. I'm feeling fine. It's a great time to be alive. Nathan writes into us with this, the last question of the night. 
Will the next Street Fighter still be a PlayStation exclusive? They just announced a Champion Edition, which will include all the release fighters, 34 stages, and 200 costumes, which is a huge value for 30 US doll hairs. And players who have already owned it can upgrade it to only for only $25. I'm going to get it because I haven't paid for any of the expensive DLC since launch, and it's a killer deal. So, um, yeah, and then he goes on. If, if we're going to do a Street Fighter game, do we want to do it like an Overwatch? Mm. You know, paid microtransactions in the form of loot boxes. What would we want to see out of it? So, first and foremost, do you think the next Street Fighter is going to be a PlayStation exclusive? you think they're going to shell out the cash? Honestly, before Nathan asked this question, I completely forgot that yeah. Street Fighter was console exclusive. I remember playing it and totally unimpressed. And yeah. to see it rebound the way it has mm-hmm. is really awesome. You know, I, I, I was saying it in the Discord. I'm not a huge fighting guy. Neither am I'm I. I'm really bad. I'm really pathetic. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is awesome to see that you'll be able to jump back in for 30 bucks. Yeah. With a lot of, lot of value there. There's a lot of stuff in there. And the thing is, too, is that you're jumping back in while Capcom's back back to the graces of, of the consumer, right? Like... You got Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. You got, you know, Resident Evil uh, remake. You got uh, two remake. You got uh, Devil Might Sob, right? Four, right? Is it four? I think so. Or three? Five. Five. God damn it! Oh gosh. That was also this year. That's crazy. hashtag fake fan. Um, just a guy that knows nothing about it. So you know that those games did well, cr- critically well as well. Yeah, this is an awesome deal. I would like to see the next Street Fighter game game uh, exclusive, but I don't think Capcom needs that financial backing anymore. So yeah. I think it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a multi plat for sure. Um, how would I reboot it? That's a bigger question. I don't know because I'm not a fighting guy. So I'd like to be yeah. take the easy way out and say Overwatch, but like I just don't know. I would this like is the... me being super naive to Street Fighter. Yeah. But from what I know from games like specifically NetherRealm and mm-hmm. Tekken, like there's some story there. Is there a right. story mode in Street Fighter? Yeah, yeah. Is it's, there? But it's very vague last time. Mm. Again, when I played it at launch, it was very surface level and or barren. Gotcha. Say, so. Yeah. Yeah. That was all the questions we got, Kyle. Um, before we close the show out, again... We have the road to greatness. If you're a patron over the $5 tier, um, we talk for a really long time about Death Stranding. Think uh, uh, over an hour of in-depth, we break down Death Stranding prologue all the way from chapter one to the end of chapter two. We gush about it. We love it a lot. We would like your feedback on it. Please be understand that Death Stranding, there's a lot to the game. So we might be a little bit all over the place. But just give us some feedback of what you want to see in future episodes as well. Absolutely. This, this show is only because of the awesome patrons at patreon.com slash badbit. Uh, big shout out to Dan Welsh and the Winter Gamer himself for being at the silver tier of patrons. You guys really do help the show in a major way, and I cannot thank you both enough. Um, and then I'd like to thank God. Um, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, 
for putting in all the hard work. I'm about to run up on the stage again, I think Joe. about all the children. And when I was <laughs> five, I was like, I would love to be 18. So I could try. No, but like, in all seriousness, okay? When I was... Everybody's like, I wish I was a kid again. I'm like, no, you're able to drive. You can smoke wacky tobacco, you know what I mean? <laughs> shoot a gun. Shoot a revolver in the air with no consequence. You know? Mm-hmm. You could You could gamble. Could you gamble when you were five? Well, yeah, they're called microtransactions. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, before we go, would you like to pimp your stuff out? I'd always like to plug myself. Who that ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, my show all about the kind of funny community is at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. New episode going live next week with uh, the one and only Joe Wilson, Mr. Afro Cyborg himself. I love him. um, yeah, so look for that. And uh, yeah, happy happy hunting. And again, you can find the show on iTunes, on Google Play, on YouTube, on not SoundCloud, on Podbean, Spotify, wherever there's an RSS feed, you can find us there. You can find us on YouTube at BadBit, support us at Patreon BadBit. You all know the spiel, so with all that said, with all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.